Welcome back to episode two of the Double Down podcast presented by Waterwave. Today is Friday, September 23rd, and I first of all want to start out by giving a huge shout out to everyone who tuned in to episode one. Episode one is just the beginning, it's the intro, it's the start of this podcast, and the start of this new journey for me. From here on out, the goal is to have a guest with me here in the studio or on Zoom every single week, and that's what we have today here with our first guest, current Gopher basketball player from Birmingham, Germany, four-star recruit, 89th ranked prospect in the class of 2019, bronze medal winner in the European Championship with Team Germany, a great friend, and even a better person, my friend Isaiah Enan. Thank you. It's great that you're having me here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I introed, you know, you being from Germany. Um, many of the listeners kind of know how basketball works over here in the United States um, and that kind of stuff, but kind of just want to get a background on you. Like, how did you start playing basketball? When did you start playing basketball? Kind of just give the, the listeners kind of the dynamic of like growing up, you know, in Germany and playing basketball because it's definitely different from the United States, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Well, I started playing basketball like really late. Uh, I wish I would have started earlier, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was always the one advocating for me, you know, playing basketball. And I was always like, nah, I don't really want to. None of my friends play basketball. Like, basketball is big in Germany, but not that big, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's more so soccer. A lot of my friends played, ha- like, handball, yeah. you know. And uh, so, yeah, I never really cared for basketball, if I'm being honest. And then uh, when I was about 15, um, I gave it a chance, you know. Uh, like, I, I, I wouldn't say I lived in a small town, but it was definitely not a big town. You know, Bibling is not that big. And uh, so I joined my local club team, okay. Um, like in Germany, you don't play sports for your school. Like how you have, you know, high school sports and varsity here in the U.S., mm-hmm doesn't work like that in Germany. So, um, yeah, I joined, I joined my local club team. Um, it was a it was bad competition, right, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, it was the first time playing basketball. It was fun. Uh, and then I just, I just kind of fell in love with it, you know. But, you know, from there, like, I, I had no idea, like, how, how I would, you know, like, get to the next level, like, what the next level even looks like because mm-hmm. I was completely new to the basketball world. Like, at that, at that point, I didn't even know who – I didn't know who Kobe Bryant was, right? I, I thought I thought Michael Jordan still was in the NBA, you know. <laughs> like, I, I had no clue. And uh, actually, funny story: uh, the first pair of basketball shoes that I got were uh, D Roses, right? So that was the first basketball player I looked up on YouTube, wow. and so that was that was my my first favorite player. And this was like at like 14, 15 years old, or yeah, wow, okay. yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, you know, at that point, I just because um, you only have practice like twice a week, you know, mm-hmm. um, so you don't really get better doing that, right? So I just because um, because uh, the way the gyms work, like the gyms are owned by the city, like the city, mm-hmm. so like there's other sports that are in the gym at certain times. So like what I would do um, is just like kind of just uh, hang around the sidelines while other sports have their practices and just like do my own thing, like. Yeah. And I would look up YouTube videos and stuff like that on how to improve ball handling, like like how uh, Kevin Durant's shooting form is and how I can copy that. And I don't know, I was you know just a kid trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was really tall at that point already too. I think I was about uh, 
maybe like six 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 seven okay well yeah. you know and uh so each club has an has an adult team and uh our our adult team was like in the fifth league of germany um so not good at all but um they played um also a fifth league team uh, it's called uh, from tubingen but tubingen also has a had a first league team at the time right in the bundesliga and it was just a good program like with a very good youth program and uh i didn't know that at the time right i was just i was just there in the gym like watching watching like basketball you know watching them play and then at uh halftime i was shooting around you know shooting hoops while both teams were in the locker rooms and um the coach from the other team like he <laughs> he saw me and then uh this is what he told me too after the fact he saw me and then he was intrigued by just like this tall lanky kid yeah. and then he saw my mom in the crowd who was there at the time and uh so then at, when the game ended he walked up to my mom and asked about me and and where what I do like how old I am stuff like that and then he um and like invited me to like a tryout, right? So <laughs> I was really excited because um, the tryout was for for the NBL, which is the under 19s, um, like the um, best league for under 19s. It's kind of like varsity high school. Um, so yeah, I, I went there for the tryout. I was extremely nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, I think they would have taken me either way, just because I was so tall. Yeah. But um yeah so 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 they took me in and uh that was then then I played my first year of like really like high level basketball you know just uh and yeah like that that like it was it was my first time actually like playing serious basketball and you know practicing like four times a week mm-hmm. um have individuals and the coach who uh found me was also the coach for the 19s team and uh yeah, he he was big for me. Yeah. Uh, he uh he put me on the wing, you know, mm-hmm. like let me shoot the ball, let develop me let your me game a little e- bit, exactly, yeah. you know, yeah. develop guard skills and stuff like that, which which I feel like helped me a lot in the long run. Yeah, well, you know, you know it's being so new to the game instead of, you know, sticking a big kid down the post, you know, being able to let him learn how to dribble, let him learn how to shoot, let him learn how to pass, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like he didn't put me in a box whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know which was great for me and uh and then in the, in the course of this season um I kind of started figuring things out and then um like we we were basically we basically playing for in the play downs right the, so playoffs you play to win something play downs you play for to stay in the league mm-hmm. you know cuz um so so our best player got hurt and then our co- our coach was like Isaiah like um just like I need you like mm-hmm. this this you know step like, up exactly step up. yeah just yeah. step up exactly because i mean someone needed to mm-hmm. and so I, I don't know if he talked to other players as well probably yeah. you know just like look the coach talk you know sure. but um it did something in me and uh and yeah and then in those last like three games i averaged like like 20 games was the first time i you know i scored that much and i was hitting shots and and yeah, I was I was like uh, that was the first time I thought to myself that yeah, there's something I could maybe do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, seriously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then uh, I got, then there were like camps for the national team that I got invited to. Um, at that time, I just got invited because of potential, you know, but I wasn't good enough to play for them at that point yet. Um, but yeah, it was just 
everything just happened so fast, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then I played a summer, um, like three x three basketball, you know, with mm-hmm. the, with the national team, and that's that's where I met. Uh, his name was Joshua, who played for a team in Munich. Okay. Um, he was really good at the time, and uh, that was in the spring. And then uh, in the summer, um, we had our preseason game. So it was like a preseason tournament in, in Munich, and uh, that was hosted by Joshua's team. Mm-hmm. And my team went there uh, to participate in it, and that was the, that was the first time I've seen him play in like a few months, right? Yeah. Um, and he was like a completely different player, and I was just stunned, right? I was like, wow, like how is he getting better so fast? Like it must be the development of his team, mm-hmm. you know? So I asked him, he was like, yeah, you know, my codes, uh, this and that, right? Like, and I was like, wow, like I wish. You know, yeah. kind of made you think like, you know, what if I have more resources or what if I exactly. have like this opportunity that you didn't have back in your hometown? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then I completely forgot about the Yeah. Like a big problem also was that uh, the team I played for at the time was kind of far away from where I lived. Mm-hmm. So after school, I had to take the bus and the train to get to practice. Yeah. It was like an hour trip there and back, you know. And um, and then if 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 I'd miss a train, I'd basically miss practice, yeah, you know. Wow. So so it was this is a bad situation, and uh, and yeah, and then uh, he he had told my like Joshua was my friend. Uh, he was like, yeah, you might as well just join our team, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? And then uh, I ended up transferring teams, and that was the first time I moved out. I moved out to uh, moved to Munich. I was 16 at the time, mm-hmm. um, and so I moved in with my teammates and stuff. First time living alone, first time being away from family. Yeah, it was definitely an experience, you know. Yeah, how was that? Was it hard to leave your hometown, and you know, especially when you just started playing the sport what two years ago, and you have no idea what direction it could go? Like, how was that kind of experience moving out and doing something new? Yeah, um, I would say. So 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 you would think that it should be hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would get homesick and yeah. stuff like that. But I I never I never really felt homesick. Maybe maybe because you know I mean Munich is was what like a two hour drive away from yeah. home. So if needed, like my mom could come visit me. I For could sure. go back home. You know, um, I just kind of saw it, saw it as an opportunity now to um, you know be free, like live a teenage life. You know be on my own, make my own decisions, make my own mistakes, learn from them. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, that was probably my, my um, best two years of my life, I'm being honest. Uh, so, you spent, so you spent two years over there in Munich? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two years in Munich. <laughs> the first year I had to sit out. I couldn't play. I was mm-hmm. um, blocked because I transferred so late. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I was just there, you know, going to school, working out, practicing. Yeah, um, and, then, and then you get into your first year and kind of take us through, like, that experience and the team and the success and your development and, like, how did that go for you in that first year of playing? So, yeah, my, my then, then that first year I was back playing again. Uh, um, there was this guy called Paolo, he uh Brazilian guy. He used to play pro basketball, was an NBA draft prospect back in the day. Had bad luck with injuries, you know. So now at that point, he was just coming back from surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, was looking to get into coaching, and uh, you know, this is the thing, man. Timing is um, timing and luck like plays a big, big role. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I was extremely lucky that he was there at the program at the time because uh, he, he he did a lot for me, mm-hmm. you know, like he he worked me out a lot. Um, he made sure that my mental was okay. Uh, I, I had terrible body language. He was the first one to tell me that, you know, it was hard on me, but it, yeah. but it was good. You know, I needed that. Um, and and he believed in me, you know, and that was that was the biggest thing. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I was I was there playing. Uh, there was like Joshua, my teammate uh, at the time, now in Munich. He he was blowing up, like it was NBA scouts at our practices. Like there was one game where thirty scouts just lined up, uh-huh. and mind you, it was a small gym, right? So the NBA scouts basically the whole crowd. Wow. So yeah, they all all came to see him, and and um, and they kind of. Uh, um, like because of that, I also got seen. You yeah. know, like my coach would tell them that yeah, I want to go to college, um, this and that, and you know that at that the time I was like six eight, six nine. You know, athletic, um, uh, mobile. You know, playing the perimeter, and that was intriguing to a lot of people. And so, uh, I, I think uh, the first school that was that came to practice uh, was Arizona State. Mm. Um. And yeah, they after practice they told me uh, that they've seen like game film or something, and yeah, they were, you know, they were like, okay, like that could be something, but they weren't like really crazy impressed or anything. Yeah. And then uh, once they saw me practice like in person, then they were like, wow, like, uh, and offered me. Okay. You know, so wow. that was, so that was my first offer, and then and then from there just kind of. Um, like snowballed yeah you know and uh schools came to visit me and then other schools who i don't think ever never seen me play and just started texting me and stuff mm-hmm. like that right and uh so yeah and and uh that was that was my, my my first year back playing after a year i got blocked and i was just like at the time before that happened i thought i mean um like i have no idea how i'm, how I'm supposed to get into college you know yeah. like I, I had no offers i, I had no resources i had no way of being seen was that the was that the intent for you like was the goal to go to the u.s and go to college or how did that like process go through your head like was you know keep playing pro ball in germany or you know go get an education over in the u.s and play college basketball like where was your mind at at that point so yeah um i always thought um well okay uh, i'm pretty sure i googled it at the time like i googled how how do people get drafted or something you know and uh the most common way was uh the college route you Mm -hmm. know so then the moment i seen that i knew that i want to go to college i remember um when i when i was still at tubing my old team like 16 i was telling everyone that i'll I'll be playing for duke one day you know everyone looked at me crazy (laughs) but yeah like i i I just knew early that that's something that i wanted to do Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah and then you know obviously you go through the process of teams recruiting you and and that kind of thing like you came to the u.s and took visits and all that stuff right like what made you go through that process and then you know eventually ended up at the university of minnesota like kind of take us through um, your thought process on that yeah so um the first thing i did was kind of come up with like a final six Mm -hmm. you know um and then and then from there it was kind of more so just Figuring out a time span where I could go to the U.S. and actually visit, uh, actually visit the schools, cause you know it's like what, like a ten-hour, a mm-hmm. nine-hour flight, 
And um, since I got recruited so late, like I had to take all my visits in the spring um, of my senior year, essentially. And around that time, I, I had my finals coming up in school, um, which school in Germany, man, it's hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hard. So, okay. I, so I had my finals coming up. Um, and then at the time, we also had our playoffs with, with the team, you know. So it, was, so it was kind of hard finding enough time um, to go on those visits, you know. So, so, so I decided to go on like a, uh, I don't know, like a like like a three school bender kind of thing, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Hit one, like, and hit the next, exactly. And then after, yeah, you know, like a like a little trip. Yep. And uh, the plan initially was uh, to go to Tennessee, TCU, and Minnesota. The, those were the three schools that ended up deciding actually wanting to visit and then um the, the there's only this certain week that I, I was able to go and uh that was a week where uh like some like like rick barnes uh like had something going on and he couldn't like do it these days right yeah. so then i was like okay that's fine i mean and i'll just visit those other two schools you know because I, I didn't have any other option you know yeah so i went to tcu and minnesota and yeah, I mean TCU, what uh, Fort Worth, uh, really beautiful city, man. Yeah. Like everything is so clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was like, wow. Like I, I was kind of wowed by just how, like, good everything looked, you know. And then I, <laughs> I come to Minnesota, and at the time, um, there's a lot of construction going on because you know it's in the spring, like mm-hmm. right after the winter. A lot of construction here. Always, always <laughs> is, man. Always. <laughs> so, so, and then I'm pretty sure when I arrived here, it was raining as well. Yeah. So, so it started just, off on a bad note. Yeah, yeah. On a bad note. But um, yeah, you know, like it just, I just had a feeling about you know Minnesota that 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 would be a good spot for me yeah. at the time. Yeah, and I think like you know that feeling, it's kind of like an undescribable thing that a lot of athletes talk about, you know, and like it just felt like the place to go, you know, and like yeah. for me, like. You know, Minnesota is my home, so, like, I knew I was going to come here. But, you know, for you, it's different. You can only travel across the, you know, across countries to get here. And, yeah. you know, you ultimately, you pick Minnesota. Um, and then, you know, obviously you go home and get ready to come come to school. You know, t- take us through that kind of, you know, process. Like, you know, you're, you're arriving here in Minnesota to stay. Like, you're moving to Minnesota to play college basketball. Like, you know, you're, like you mentioned, you're, you're, you have high goals, you know, you want to be drafted in the NBA, you know, you told your friends and you're young, you're going to go to Duke and be a pro and all that kind of stuff. Like, where is your mind at? Like coming into Minnesota? Is it like, cause one and done culture is a thing at this point, you know, like people are coming to, to do a year and and then get drafted in the first round. Like where is that kind of the thing you were thinking? Or like, what was your mind at in terms of like coming to Minnesota and, and you know, your future and and the pros in the NBA? So, um, normally, you know, when you come in as a freshman, like you come here in the summer, right? go through the summer program and stuff like that but since i'm an international student um like you can only start attending school in the fall so in the summer i played in the european championship um with my national team and there was uh this one guy you know him uh sam Grizzle. yeah my guy shout out sammy g if you're listening to the podcast yeah that's, that's my guy he, he was my roommate you know um he plays for he played for ndsu now he plays for nebraska um and yeah, you know, uh, at the time he already played his freshman year of college, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, we talked and I told him I was going to attend the University of Minnesota 
and you know I, I had high ambitions man like mm-hmm. i came here thinking all right um i remember this clearly i told him you know like my goal is to be a one and done if not then i'll stay a second year yeah. and then i'll go to him but you know like i was you know like high high ambitions you know um i, I wanted to come in here try to be freshman of the year you yeah. know like i had like really high ambitions coming in and uh then I end up coming here. Um, I was able to come uh, here a little bit earlier than the fall because the team was traveling to Italy. Because mm-hmm. um, every four years, you know, colleges take like or basketball teams take international trips. Yep. So I was here practicing for two weeks. You know, practice practice went fine. It was okay. You know, we didn't do too much. I just got introduced to the place and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then we traveled. Um, and yeah you know uh Italy was fun man yeah it was a good time it was great to bond with the team you know and uh when i actually can't uh, ended up moving here completely yeah um and we actually started with fall practice like real preseason. um i kind of like hit a wall you yeah. know because uh i was supposed to be playing i don't know like on the perimeter and uh like coming coming from Germany, like like the game, like basketball's a little different, you know. Uh, and the, and I've I've never faced like guards, yeah. like how 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 you have here in the U.S. You know, extremely athletic, fast, you know. And uh, as a freshman, you know, I wasn't physically ready either. So yeah. I came here and was kind of struggling on defense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, like defense, defense was like the the biggest thing I struggled yeah. with coming coming like, in. Yeah, so initially, you know, you come in and and you know your mind is kind of like, oh wait, maybe this is you know a little tougher, or maybe this is you know coach wants it one way and I want it another way. Yeah. You know how did how did that kind of dynamic go through your first couple of years? Because like you know obviously you know you can look up the numbers. You didn't have the numbers that you you know you wish you'd have coming in right away. You didn't have numbers that propel you to you know, an NBA draft pick, you know, how does, how does your mindset, you know, go through that and like, you know, take you to, you know, take you through that, you know, keep you, keep you in the game, keep you excited to come back and play. Yeah. So, um, at first I was, uh, you know, freshman, I was, in my mind, I was thinking that it's coach's fault. Like, like, why is he playing me in positions that I'm not used to? Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is not how, how I was promised, you know, yeah. it's not how it was supposed to go. Um, and you know, I, I like I pushed the fault away from me. You know, it's coach's fault. Yeah. You know, um, but when uh, like in the middle of my freshman year, like middle of the season, um, I kind of had like a shift of mindset. You know, uh, started thinking more about okay, well, this is the situation I'm in right now. Uh, what can I do to make the best out of it? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that helped me like a lot yeah and i actually ended up playing like quite a lot at the end of my freshman year mm-hmm. um so yeah that was that was probably the, the shift of mentality that I, that I kind of needed and uh but yeah you know it's, it's it was it was tough man like i come here um i don't have family around me i yeah. don't really have a support system you don't know how the game goes either here in, yeah in it was it was just so so different for me and even though i thought i had an easy time adjusting like yeah. I, I really didn't and it kind of uh sh- like kind of showed while i'm like on my on my play yeah. you know 
Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that totally makes sense. You know, you, you have one mindset of how things are going to be when you come in and, and, and it changes. And, you know, you go about that and you, you play three years under Patino or two? So uh, I played uh, right my freshman year yep. and it got shortened because uh, of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, quarantine and stuff like that. And then we had the COVID year, yeah. right, where we had no fans and stuff like that. And that was the last year I played on the Patino before. Yeah. And then Coach Ben Johnson comes in whole new staff comes in every single guy except for you and Eric um you know leave so you and Eric are the only two guys to stay um you know where's your mind at now you know you you get a flip you get a flip of a switch you know maybe a a fresh restart maybe you know something new like yeah is your mind kind of you know telling yourself like this is a fresh start or what is your mind telling you yeah man I so so yeah I was I was down you know my my sophomore I was down you know like I I kind of thought to myself like I was in a rut I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how, what to do in the situation any, anymore. And uh, and uh, I was kind of set on transferring, mm-hmm. you know, after the season. Um, and then uh, Coach Ben got hired, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear, like, Eric knows him, like Jarvis Johnson knows him. And I kind of ask around, you know, like on opinions on him, what they think. And I, I only heard great things, you yeah. know, but I didn't know him. I had no relationship with him. He didn't recruit me. I didn't know any any of the coaching stuff. Um, Which is tough because you can think like this new guy's coming. He doesn't owe me nothing. Nothing. You know, yeah. he doesn't owe me anything. He could sit me on the end of the bench if he if he wants to. You know. Yeah. So that's a hard you know mindset to think about. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I was I was still kind of thinking you know like it might be better for me if if I leave because uh, you know most of the time when a new coach comes in you know he kind of has like his own plan or his own idea you know. But, uh, you know, Coach Johnson and uh, the staff made sure uh, um, that, I, that I knew that they, that they wanted me here. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of funny because uh, in, in the spring, I was the only one here pretty much. It was um, Booth was here as well and uh, Gabe, but Gabe ended up, um, you know, transferring, like entering the portal and then going to Iowa State. Yeah. So it's really just me just working out with the coaches, like <laughs> the whole coaching staff, just doing individuals. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that uh, – that they saw a lot of things that they that they didn't know I had in me, you know, um, and then, and they 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 saw the potential that I kind of have, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and uh, and yeah, you know, it was it was it was just so different, like like it was it was all about you know confidence, like just um, mm-hmm. like be you, yeah. you know, um, and you were attracted to that, obviously, you know, yeah, that you know, you that's that, that's what I that's what I needed to hear, yeah. you know, like I was I was so much I, I felt so boxed in and, and and it was like kind of like that was kind of like reaching for me, you know, yeah. just just pulling me out mm-hmm. that rut, you know, and, uh, and yeah, you know, they 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 believed in me and uh, what I what I can do and uh, so that made you want to stay, obviously, you yeah, know? and then you you know you eventually end up deciding to stay and you know, what, 13 new guys come into the program, including myself. You know, I came in. Uh, the first day we met was my sixth week mark um, on my left ACL. So, you know, you meet me. Um, we're roommates. You know, I move into the room. Like, you and me become, you know, friends pretty quick, you know. And, and you know, you see me hobbling around with a brace and, and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, not necessarily like you having an opinion on it, but like, you know, you, you, you see the injury, you know, you see something clearly that's in front of you. Um, you know, I, you obviously don't think like, Hey, this is never going to happen to me. Like, you know, that kind of thing. But like, you know, so we start summer workouts and all that kind of stuff. And, um, where is, where's your mind at now? Like new team, new, 
new energy, new group of people? Like, you excited? You nervous? Worried? Like, what's going on? I was, I was definitely excited, man. Yeah. You know, cause, cause, cause Ben made sure to recruit the right guys. You know, it was mm-hmm. all good people. Yeah. Like, it was just great vibes overall. Great environment. You know, everyone was ready to work. Um. Yeah, I was, I was excited. You know, yeah. I, I, I thought I, I was going to have a great year. Yeah. You know, uh, like a breakout year. You know, I was, I was. I had high, high expectations for myself again. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, like meeting you, like, like it's not hard to be friends with you, Fox. You know, <laughs> like, you're like, you're, like, you're, you're a great guy. So, uh, appreciate so, it, so, appreciate so, I was actually very happy that you ended up being my roommate. At, at first, uh, when you, when you committed here, uh, I didn't even know you were hurt. You know, really, okay. Um, I, I just saw the little, the little picture they made uh, for for your like when you signed or whatever and posted mm-hmm. on Go for Men's Basketball. And you still had your long hair, yeah. and I, th- I thought I thought to myself like, who is this crazy guy? Who's this country boy? <laughs> no man, but, for sure. But yeah, you know, like uh, see, I see you, and then I, you know, I, I hear you had you tore your ACL. And I'm just thinking, well, damn, like it's, it's bad luck, yeah. you know. Um, like it really sucks. Like I feel bad for you, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, I, I was, I was like, I felt bad for you, but at the same time, I was just really focused. Also, like, yeah. um, locked in, like, you, like this is your gonna be your year, you exactly. Know? Like, you know? no, you gotta have that mindset too. And I think, like, when I met you, it was a mindset that I saw you have. Like, you know, Isaiah is gonna be a leader for us. He's gonna be a guy that's you know a starting five kind of guy. Like, he's gonna be out there. He's gonna be playing major minutes for us. You know. Um, and I've seen it through summer workouts too, like watching on the sideline through summer workouts. Like, yeah, this guy's legit, you know. So, you know, take us kind of through that, and then, you know, you can get into, you know, what we're here about. You know, what, what yeah. this thing is all about. You know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the summer really for me, um, especially when everyone else came in, was more so just like, like me just trying to get my confidence back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like me getting used to, you know, being aggressive, you know, like pump fake jab dribbling pull up you know just just making use of all my skill like like making sure that i'm the best defender i can be you know trying to trying to challenge myself with getting every rebound i can you know um and 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 the trajectory like i was going up you know like i was getting better and better Uh, i was getting more confident and then uh Like at the start of of uh, a practice, um, we did like a defensive like closeout drill, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, <laughs> I remember this so vividly. Uh, so the first rep I did, um, I was kind of doing the closeout like a little lazy, you know, like not really in the stance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Coach Thorson immediately, Isaiah. You know, like, yeah, that's not gonna slide with Coach Thorson uh, at all, no at way. all. He no was way. like, "Say, you need to be in a stance, you know." And uh, so yeah, um, the next the next rep, um, like uh, like I started I started like going going for the closeout, um, and uh, and I was I was trying to go harder, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I planted my foot because uh, like basically we're closing out on someone that was attacking the rim, and. Uh, so so that person was attacking the rim, and I planted my foot after the closeout to you know like um, how do you say it? like like defensive slide and cut him off. Yeah. And uh, my foot jumped kind of uh, like it's it, I don't know if there was a wet spot or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, my foot ended up not being planted where my brain thought yeah. my uh, where where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, yeah, then I ended up tearing my ACL. Yeah, you know, I was I was laying on I was I was laying on the floor, and the first thought I had was, um, is this how fucks like how you yeah. felt? You know, yeah. so that so your brain went there right away, it, like it, it, immediately, yeah. like like it was an unnatural movement in the knee, and mm-hmm. and my first my first thought was. Like, is this how you felt and that there's no way, right? Yeah. And I remember you asking me questions like, you know, how does this feel? Like, what is this feeling? And, you know, I even remember, you know, you being in the training room and, you know, we almost got to a point where it was kind of like, okay, this might, you know, not be, yeah. you know, we, we almost convinced ourselves that, you know, Isaiah didn't tear his ACL, but, but you still go get imaging and yeah. that kind of stuff. Of, done. of course. Like, I, like I remember, like I was, I was starting, like at first people were helping me, you know, get into the training room and then I started kind of walking by myself mm-hmm. And then uh, I was doing single leg squats and all these Even, tests. And I was like, maybe I'll be able to practice yeah. even in a couple of minutes, you know. Um, and yeah, then, um, then then we kind of concluded with that it might be like a bone bruise or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because um, uh, I, never, I never had any injuries, you know, yeah. ever, really. So I thought there's no way I'll, I'll have injury right now. Yeah, you know? especially seeing me come in, it's like no way I did it too. Yeah, type of deal. exactly, yeah. exactly. And then we get the imaging. I got a phone call, um, <laughs> and I remember our trainer just saying like, "Hey Isaiah, like, yeah, you want to come downstairs real quick?" Mm-hmm. You know. And I remember we were all together in yeah. the in the living room of oh. our apartment. It was you, me, and Trey. Yeah. And I was like, "Zay, you want us to come with you?" And you're like, "Yeah, for sure. Like, come on with." Yeah. And what we go downstairs and yeah we, we go downstairs and I mean I, I kind of had I kind of had a feeling that it must be something right because you don't you don't tell someone to come downstairs yeah. so you can talk face to face if there isn't something going on you yeah, know yeah, sure. so so I was really just hoping that it might just be like a meniscus tear where how long are you out for meniscus like three to six maybe six at like the max but probably three months maybe yeah you know I was kind of hoping for that yeah um but nah, it was it was it was a clean tear of the ACL. Nothing mm-hmm. else got hurt, but it was yeah. just a clean tear of the ACL. Yeah. You know? And I remember, you know, being down there, and you know, my heart sank because oh. I had just heard the same news eight weeks prior. You know, and yeah. and a guy that I had just met and cared about a lot. You know, we became friends like quickly. Like I said, you know, um, my emotions, you know, came over me. You know, speaking for myself, but you know, take us through like, you know, what were your emotions right away? Like, how did you, you know, how did you react? Because the initial emotion is is important. You know. Yeah, so I remember at first, like, not thinking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the shock or like, like I didn't really, I didn't really feel any emotion at yeah. first. You know, when we were downstairs and I was told that. Um, I remember, you know, we were there and you you prayed for me. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we had we had dinner at the calf, right? Yeah. And uh, everyone else went there, and uh, I think I went there on, on my own, you know, as well. And uh, so I, I was walking through the facility on my way to the cafeteria, and out of nowhere, I just, like, started tearing up, you know. And I was just, like, I need a moment. You know, I went to the bathroom, and that's kind of when, like, when it hit me, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> I'll be out for the whole year. Uh, I put in all this work. Um for nothing, you know, um, like I never got hurt, you know, now I am hurt, like a big injury, like mm-hmm. ACL is like nothing yeah. minor, yeah. you know, <laughs> and yeah, I was just <laughs> trying, trying to 
stay calm, but I just couldn't. You know, I just, I just, I just, just, just hit me, and then all these, all the, all those feelings like just came up that I, I guess, was trying to suppress. You know, subconsciously. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was hard, man. Yeah. So you know, you get over the initial emotion sort of phase. You prep for surgery, getting ready to go, like. You know, I think I've talked to people about, you know, different emotional responses to, you know, surgery. You know, some guys are like, oh, I'm going to get this surgery, you know, get rehab done and we'll see where life takes me type of deal, you know. Or you can be like, you know, let's get this thing going. Let's get rehab going. I'm going to be in the NBA still. Like, I think, you know, that was your kind of mindset, right? Like, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to turn this into something special, just like the way I, you know, I had that kind of mindset. So, you know, take us through that. You know, where was where was your head at in pre-surgery and then getting into surgery and post-surgery? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that I wanted to get the surgery as soon as possible, you know, mm-hmm. just so I can get it started, the process started, and I could, I could get back on the court as fast as possible, and then and I could use this time as an opportunity to get even better than I was before, you know, yeah. stronger, better, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I was, I was just, um, like, once I, once it sunk in, and once I kind of accepted it, mm-hmm. I was just uh, ready. You know, I, I was in my head. I was thinking, okay, I, I'll, I'll attack this. Um, I'll, I'll come back better. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, this injury won't define who I am. Um, it, it'll only make my story better. It'll, like you can only add this to my resume. Like Isaiah beat, you know, the odds. Yeah. You know, that was kind of my mindset. Which I think is like the best way you can have your mindset, you know, cause I remember me, I was still up at Northern and I was like, all right, let's do the surgery. Like, let's get it going. Like let's schedule as soon a date. You know, I still have, I was like, I can get about back up there next year. Like it's all good. Like type, type of vibe like yeah. that, you know, like, you know, really want to wanting to, to show people like, you know, you can do this. And, you know, I remember for me personally, like researching guys in the NBA who have torn their ACL. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, how do we come back to this? What's the script to come back to this? And, yeah. um, and like I said, you know, I'm eight weeks, nine, ten weeks out of, of my surgery. And I had a little different surgery than you, which, you know, sidelined me for a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, you get the surgery and then, you know, take us through that, you know, that process. You know, people don't know how, how tough it is, how painful it is, how brutal it is. And, you know, where was where was your head at through the, the dog days of, of, you know, post rehab and, and post surgery? Yeah. So, um <laughs> I had surgery before, but it was just like minor stuff, like a tonsillectomy, you know, mm-hmm. or like when I was younger, like um, something got removed somewhere. I, mm-hmm. I forgot what it was yeah. exactly, but you know that was like ACL surgery was a different beast. You know, um, you come out, you're medicated, you don't really know what's going on. Loopy as hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, like. I got the nerve block in, so I don't really feel much in my leg or any mm-hmm. pain. And the first day is kind of, you know, it's all right. You just lay in yeah. bed, you know, your eyes um, sleep a lot. Um, and then the second day, similar mm-hmm. still. Yeah. But then third day and the fourth day when the Brutal. when when the nerve block kind of stops. Yes. Oh my God! Like, it's uh, it's painful. Um, it's a constant sense of uncomfortability. Like yeah. you never get comfortable in never, any position. Yeah. Never, you know, sleeping becomes impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and 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 but you desperately are trying to sleep to just get away from this feeling. Yeah. You know, and even use trying to use the bathroom mm-hmm. at first, damn near impossible. Like you have to kind of 
figure out how to like m- walk around with mm-hmm. those crutches, how to sit down on like on, on the toilet. I mean, we're both really tall, you know, it's yeah, a long way down. Exactly. You know, so. it's the little things in life that, you know, are so simple that, you know, not that people take for granted, but like, but you don't think about, yeah, you don't think about like, yeah. how would you sit down on, on the <laughs> toilet with a straight leg? Or like, how do you take a shower with nowhere to sit? Like, you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, I think about, you know, those things and how, how tough they are and, you know, how, you know, they make you, I don't know, they, for me personally, it made me think about like, you know, why am I doing it? Or like, you know, what's the point of this? Like, why, why I go to rehab and, and get better? Like, did you have any of those thoughts? Or like, where was your, you know, mental at in terms of like, you know, getting into the early stages of rehab? Because for me, you know, you're starting to try to bend your knee a little bit. You yeah. you know, you're making the, the quad muscle again, like the most brutal, painful, you know, things that were so easy to us, you know, a yeah. couple of days ago, you know, become so hard. And for me, you know, my mental, you know, my mental was allowed me to push through it. But, you know, I think it's, you know, different for everybody. So, you know, how, how was your head in that sort of situation? Yeah. Um, so I always kind of try to like force myself to think, um, um, to just like focus on like, uh, like, like what's important now. Like mm-hmm. shout out Trey. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but uh but yeah uh, so so it's like it's like i was just focused on like okay well i have to do this i have to do this every day you know it might suck but um at the end it'll pay off you know like eric big resource you know like he he went through acl surgery twice you know so so him just you know like telling me the right things the things i needed to hear like Mm -hmm. like uh things that would um help me stay motivated you know yeah. and listening to him you know because you know guys like us you know initially we didn't know how to go through it you know yeah. i think having a resource and, and having somebody that can kind of tell you you know how to go about it can really help not only physically but the mental side of it as well yeah exactly you know that that i feel like that helped a lot and what also i feel like helped me the most probably was you also being there and rehabbing mm-hmm. as well yeah. you know which is because uh, i mean you're just like a very driven person Mm -hmm. you know and just like i mean if if like if you surround yourself with uh, certain types of people that's kind of like how you are going to be as well you know so so you're just being around and also being locked in and you were a little bit further ahead but Mm -hmm. just being locked in and rehab made me want to lock in even more yeah you know same with me vice versa you know going through it and for me it almost became not a competition, but like a little bit, a little bit, you know, cause we're able to, you know, especially when we got more and more into rehab, you know, when we're on the road traveling, like we got able to push each other and like, Hey, I'm going to get better than Isaiah did today. And then you're probably thinking, Hey, I'm going to get better than Parker did today. And and I think that's healthy competition for sure. And and it's, you know, propelling you to, to want to work harder and motivating you. So like, I definitely think like, you know, not everybody's going to have somebody to go through rehab with them, but having some sort of resource where you can like push yourself and, and, you know, we're, we're competitors, we play basketball and, you know, we compete every, every day in practice and all that kind of stuff. And having that, you know, external resource to push yourself, I think was, was good for me. And I, you know, I want to speak for you, but. Yeah. No, nah, most definitely. And it, and also just help with not being able to play, you mm-hmm. know, because it, I mean, I would imagine it would it would have sucked like much more like yeah. being sidelined watching yeah. everyone else play while you were just alone you know not yeah. playing not practicing not doing what you love to do yeah. you know how hard was that for you man <laughs> this was tough man yeah like, like i love playing basketball you know mm-hmm. and and like that at that year i was even more excited than previous years you yeah. know because because i knew this is new team new coaching staff 
different situation new for opportunity me. opportunity too. Like yeah. new opportunity, new me, you know, and then being sidelined and then and seeing our team like struggling sometimes, especially and then I, I don't know, like our teams, like sometimes we have games where we struggle rebounding, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, wow, that's one of my strengths, you know, I could be out there helping us, you know. It was tough, man. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. So, you know, we, we go through a season and, and me and Isaiah, we got to travel to, you know, all the, all the, you know, games and all that kind of stuff. So we're doing rehab on the road. We're doing rehab um, at Williams Arena. We're doing rehab at, you know, Athletes Village. You know, we're getting it in for seven, eight, nine months, you know, of constant, you know, painful physical rehab. And, you know, we both get back, you know, sort of the same time because mine was a couple weeks earlier than yours, but I had the the meniscus. So, you know, our trajectory kind of lined up perfectly where we were getting into one-on-one together and two-on-two with managers and three-on-three, and then we moved to five-on-five. Take me through that. Like, how are you feeling? You you back? You ready? You know, you're nervous about re-injury? Like, where was your head at, you know, in the early stages of being back on the court again? So, um, at first, uh, I was I was itching to play, yeah. you know. So, so even just playing against our managers, you know, one on one, like was so much fun to me. You know, I'm I love playing one on one, you know. So yeah. you know that, and yeah, yeah. So even just playing against the managers, like I loved it. You yeah. know, it was, and and uh, I mean, you know, like it's the manager, so it was easy. You know, it yeah, wasn't great competition. Yeah, but it was still very good to be out there playing yeah but because the competition wasn't as good i didn't need to do as much you know so that's why i need to slowly increase the competition you know and then and then um like danny danny started playing with us and mm-hmm. some of our walk-ons started playing with us and uh and then at that point like it started getting a little scary you know yeah so i was like well you know like I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe I'll try not to do that move, or maybe yeah. I'll just shoot a jumper here instead of driving and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know. And then once we got into actual practice, it was kind of similar, but um, like my fear of re-injury was gone. I would say, yeah. like in my mind, I was like, I had a little bit of like tendonitis issues, like jumpers knee going on, which is normal, you know, because they take the Graph from your patella tendon. Um, but we're back in practice. But but yeah. yeah, besides that, like we're back, we're back in practice. You know, everything's going well. Um, both of us, uh, both of us are just getting better and yeah. better. Like we're starting to play more explosive. Yeah. You know, um, things are things are going our way. You know, so things are going good. Things, and then things, things, and things, then things are great. And then I go down. Yeah, I, I remember it clearly still. Like yeah. uh, it was a like fast break situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were, you were going to your signature, Parker yep. Fox Euro step. Yeah. Um, I was right in front of you. Um, I was, I was still, I was avoiding contact a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were probably anticipating contact, you yeah. know. So, um, and then, then, just like that, you were on the floor. Yeah. And then I was like, damn. You think I did it again right away? Or yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, damn, like. Especially when I came up and I said I did it, you know. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of like I tell people, like you don't know it until you've gone through it once to know what that that feeling's like and that yeah. pain is like and you know so you know fast forward you know i do it and i go through surgery and and all that kind of stuff and and i am you know i'm back around 
I'm back around the facility every once in a while, you know, because I, I was staying at home. I was doing rehab at home and, and at, at training house. But one of the days I decided to come in uh, to practice was your next story, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the crazy part about this too, because um, I had a conversation with our trainer, right? Like he, like he asked me if, if I was scared to re-injure myself, not that you injured yourself, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not scared. I'm not scared to re-injure myself because the odds of both of us in like re-injuring ourselves at this point now, are, like so slim, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no way this is happening, you know? So I was set on, okay, um, I won't get injured, you know? And then the day before that, I, I have the best practice of my summer, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm hitting all my shots, you know, I'm playing confident, like I'm, I'm looking really good. I'm guarding you know, like, really good, mm-hmm. you know, I, f- I feel comfortable out there, um, I'm starting to, to almost have my foot, lettuce is in the back of my left leg, Yeah. and then the next day, um, not even five minutes into uh, five on five, um, I get a steal, um, I push the ball on fast break um, against two defenders, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, it's an easy, easy score. You know, uh, I go, I go for a euro step, uh, split the two defenders, lay it up, and then I land on uh, one of their foots. And uh, yeah, my la- my knee shifted, um, and then the way it shouldn't shift. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I I fall on the floor, and I'm thinking okay well i felt this um before yeah um i think i, I think i did it again wow. you know I, I and uh everyone else was trying to tell me that like no it's probably not that but like i knew mm-hmm. i like i knew like just the way my knee moved like there is no way yeah that no way there's did. that i didn't do something yeah. you know so my mind was set on that something in my knee is um messed up again yeah i was and and you know everyone was telling me that it's fine like i'll be okay let's not think of the worst thing before we know for sure yeah go get an image mri all that kind MRI, of MRI, exactly but I, i'm thinking and and i'm thinking it's acl for sure but but because everyone else was thinking so positively i started kind of thinking positively as well mm-hmm. and i started to hope that it's a meniscus, right? Yeah. But I, I knew something is wrong, you know. But I was I was hoping that it was just a meniscus tear. And then we got the imaging done, and I get the call, and it's another ACL. Mm-hmm. Same knee, right? Yeah. Same knee. Um, and I'm just like, wow, like, like, like it wasn't even like like my knee was weak or anything, you know, yeah. like. My knee, my, like, my, like my knee, my legs were stronger than ever before. You know, we, we measured it. Like mm-hmm. we measured strength. Uh, we measured my, my muscle size. Uh, we did everything right, you know, mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah. And, uh, and for some reason, I have to land on that foot in, in that certain position, yeah. you know. And it's just like incredible bad luck. And I'm just thinking like how are we both like hurt again back to back same injury back to back yeah we worked we worked so hard Mm -hmm. you know to get back like 
Like, I don't think people understand. Like, you, no. you, like you come out of surgery, like, your muscles are gone, you yeah. know? You have to learn how to walk. You have to learn how to run. You, like, it's, it's, you have to learn how to bend your knee, you, you know? Can, you can pinch the bone of, of, of your femur. You, you have no muscle there, yeah. you know? And it's like, and, you know, that's kind of where you're at at this point right now. What, three weeks out of, out of surgery? Yeah, three weeks out of surgery. Yeah. yeah. So you're just, you know, going through the, the brutal dog days. You know, I tell people the first, you know, two, one, two, three, four, well, five, six weeks, you know, is, is kind of that, you know, really dog day part of physical therapy before you're able to, you know, walk again and yeah. do things athletic, you know, sort of athletically. So, yeah. you know, give us a, you know, quick update before we wrap up on how that's going for you, you know, emotionally and also, also physically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So emotionally, or emotionally at first, I was kind of sad on well, two injuries. It's kind of crazy, yeah. you know, back to back. Like people will look at that and think like, wow, like one in a million type thing. Yeah, yeah. and people people might look at that and think like career is over or yeah. something, right? And uh, right, like when I went back home to Germany, and and like for a couple of days, I had that thought as well, mm-hmm. you know, but. Uh, then I started being real with myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I decided that this is not how yeah. how this will go, no, you know, no. yeah. like at all. Like I came back from it before we both did, you know, so uh, like my mindset shifted to like I will just come back again, yeah. you know, and even better, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be the best version I've ever been, you know, it's completely, completely new Isaiah out there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's just kind of where I'm at with it right now. Like um I'm uh I'm excited. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like this this is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> not the year of rehab. Yeah. But but I'm 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 looking forward to uh coming back, being on the court, you know, and and coming and playing next season, you know, yeah. better than ever. Yeah, and I think that's the mindset you have to have. And I think being together with you, you know, we have that, we have that mindset where it's like, we can work together to get to this common goal. And it's going to be even, you know, that much more sweet when it comes, you know, when it comes into fruition and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to know you. I'm happy to do rehab with you. Appreciate you coming on the pod. Hey um, man, I, I'm, I'm appreciate, I appreciate you having me, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, for those of you that are listening, um, you know, these, these emotions, these feelings, I think, you know, I would don't want to speak for Zay, but when you have somebody that's kind of going through something that, that you're going through too, you know, you can, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. You can, you know, bounce emotions off of each other. Like we've been vulnerable together in the training room. Like people don't understand, you know, going through physical excruciating pain and, and, and flipping into like, you know, emotional responses is, um, you know, special. And I'm, I'm glad I have that relationship with you. And, um, for those of you to watch and, and listen, and we're going to work our ass off and we're going to be back and we're going to be better. Um, and you know, I think that does it for episode two. So I want to say thank you to Isaiah. I want to say thank you to Waterwave. I want to say thank you to everybody listening across all platforms. Um, this has been Parker Fox and Isaiah Enan, and we're out. Peace.